0: Up and at him in the morning,
1: lives here. Look at this, Becky Gray in studio. What is going on, Becky Gray? Hey, I'm... My Anna. charities, how are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for
1: having me on the air. Heck yeah. Well, I've heard so much about um, the Purpose event. So <laughs> everyone talked about forever afterwards. <laughs>
0: I know it's only been just over a week,
1: but yeah, know, it's a lot of FOMO. Yeah. Everyone's like, what What was this event? I oh, you know. were at the event. I'm oh like, No, I wasn't at the event. Oh my gosh. The event. It's <laughs> just called the event. No, you know what I mean?
0: It's one of those events. We don't sell tickets to it.
1: Um, you don't? How do you? Be- we don't. It's like super invite only. It's
0: um, well, it's not even us. It's really, um, it was a vision that was part of like must charities when we first founded 10 years ago. And it's all about, um, mostly about bringing outside dollars into our region. And so our wineries, these small wineries, um, basically leverage their allocation list and invite people who they have conversations with them who know, you know, hey, we're raising money. We'd love to have you be our guest. Um, Here's the deal. We need to raise X number of dollars. And if you'd like, if you could be a part of that, we'd love to have you at our
1: table. What an interesting take on an event like this. So you say, hey, we're going to spoil... You know, the food's going to be amazing. The wine's going to be ungodly. It's going to be just a crazy night of, uh, of you know luxury. Yes,
0: and we do concierge. So coming in, like we help them, we help all the guests like make their plans, know, their hotels.
1: Their- like when let's say X company comes down, do you know what they're going to spend?
0: There is a little bit of strategy. I'm not going to lie. Of course, um, I mean, I we mean have smart. to because auctions, you know, are kind of a a long shot. Like if you don't strategize and you don't know what you're going to no, make, that's a and, smart way to do it. If we're going to invest this kind of money, we do have to strategize a little bit. Not all of it. Um, obviously, this year surprised us
1: quite a yeah, bit. You made Seventy-five million dollars. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> two point five.
1: That's incredible, though. <laughs> I mean, like it's. I mean, that's unheard it, of it for is. a night on the central coast in a thing. I mean, that's. It's, It's unheard of.
0: It's like, I think it's like one of the top 10 lifestyle wine auctions now in the nation. Yeah. So.
1: Well, it reminds me back in the day of like, um, um, um.
0: Um, oh, uh, Central Coast Wine Classic. Yes,
1: but, uh, yeah. Why can't you think of his name? I'm horrible, Archie McLaren. Yeah, yep. Oh, what a. What a yeah, anyway. and
0: he, his plan, his strategy in, was the same.
1: That in the day was like... The, I mean, it was just one of the mm-hmm. top wine auctions in the country. And it
0: was all strategy, yeah. Yep,
1: absolutely. And, you
0: know, it's one of these things, too. Must Charities is all about bringing a community together. So putting on this event, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. And we're so grateful because this money's going back into our community, which is awesome. I know. I mean, we just couldn't get that kind of money right. else, elsewhere um but you know, we are community-minded, so it is hard to not be able to invite everybody. But we do have sure. other events where we get to do that kind of thing. Oh, you do plenty of stuff like that.
1: Yeah. But is so, I mean, really taken back by how this one was executed and how well it did. I mean, it's such a success yeah. story. It's great.
0: Um, it's We have some amazing people behind the scenes that are putting in the work. Um, Kyle Flaherty, she's just of a rock star event coordinator, yeah. and her team is just Over the top, amazing! I think there were five or six event managers on this. Are you kidding? Oh yeah, it's not just one. I mean, Kyle is a point, but we have many people that take different areas. It's a it's a big deal. It's not a small thing that we're putting on.
1: How many people
0: that hold? We took 180, and we will keep it small. Like our plan isn't to grow this event big, um, because then we lose that personal touch of really making it feel like our guests feel extra special. So. Um, when people arrived, they arrived, um, and their drivers opened the doors, and we had a tap dancer who was the welcomer. Oh my God. Um, and then we had this gorgeous stilt walker. She was just beautiful. Oh, and She kind of gracefully led people up the path, and then we had, um, cocktails upon entry, and we were there welcoming guests. And yeah. the whole thing is, how do we make these people feel super special and over the top?
1: Yeah. It's so cool because, I mean, it's no they they know exactly what they're doing and getting into and stuff and they're willing to you know share their resources with this area that they find a lot of great importance in and love what we're doing. Yeah,
0: cool. I mean this area the wine industry is bringing people to yeah. our region and um those people why not have them contribute to the, not only the wealth of our region as far as the business goes, but also also the health of our region as far as like how we can invest to keep our community healthy, vibrant, pour into those people we rely on heavily for business. Um, and our Fund to Need lot, I mean, in I think it was about 10 to 15 minutes raised over $1 million. Stop, really? No, it was amazing. The fund and need this year um we partnered with the vineyard team yeah, and they have course. the Juan Navarre's Memorial Scholarship so it's all about making sure that our farm working families our vineyard and winery workers um children have access to higher education. Uh uh-huh. and we want to see them um you know basically get to their dreams and yeah. dream big. And so we partnered with them. It's cool because they started this scholarship years ago and it was all about um making sure that these children, a lot of them mostly first gen Um, children have access to higher education. But then they wanted some help morphing that that project, that scholarship program. So we morphed it into what will now be a multi-year scholarship. So these students will have access to, if they're going to two-year, two years. If they're going to four years, four years of scholarship funding. They obviously have to have some skin in the game. So we need them to make a 2.5 GPA. And then we're investing in a coach and mentor who will actually oversee the scholarship. So we're investing the money for the vineyard team to hire that person and then that person these kids who are going to school especially first-gen kids have a lot more barriers than like my kids did and so um, they don't have parents to go back to and ask questions to help navigate the system and so this coach and mentor will be helping them do that which then leads to more success I mean we want to see these kids finish college because then that in turn on our um, local economy is huge because the more um, education someone has and the more dollars they are able to to bring into a community, which helps our tax base. They tend to be more philanthropic. Like there's all these things that studies lead to um, when people are educated. So we're just super excited and I just feel so blessed to be able to like be at the lead of this whole thing and watch it all go down. It's just it's just mind-blowing. I still yeah. haven't come off the cloud. Like, I'm still kind of hovering above. Yeah, from over with week Yeah, and just haven't, like, it hasn't sunk in yet, what? just transpired
1: yeah we're gonna come back we're gonna hang out more with becky gray she's the executive director of must charities it's up and adam in the morning you're up and adam it's up and adam in the morning tuesday i'm here with the goddess of giving she is the one and only becky gray how are you
0: i don't deserve that title I know, nor do i feel comfortable
1: with that well, Geez, go through i can call you the guru okay but you know uh you are um the gal who's always talking about give where you live, must charities in the house. It is great to have Becky Gray here. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. I'm here in the studio. It's yeah. awesome. It's fun.
1: So, um, yeah, 2.5 million bucks with the purpose event for must charities. And we talked, um, extensively about, you know, the working with the vineyard team and, uh, that scholarship and the way you're really not even just like, you know, hey, here's some love to like this, you know, scholarship. Recipient, but it's like no. We're gonna cultivate something with you. We're gonna grow something right together a, in you.
0: It's a five-year partnership yeah. with them. So over the next five years, we'll be investing in this and time, making sure we're sitting on committees, really hands-in involved.
1: Yeah, you know, I always love asking this question of folks like in politics uh, because you're also in uh, in the nonprofit where you have to ask for money. Is asking for money tough? Is it hard? Is it hard for you? <laughs>
0: I had a great mentor years ago who, you know, I I used to be really uncomfortable. Like, I just can't ask for money. I'm just going to paint the story. And if they want to give, they want to give. Sure. And someone helped me shift my mindset to, no, you're giving people the opportunity. And so an opportunity to be a part of something. And yeah, doors close on me. And that's okay. And, And, you know, you and I have talked too. Like, I've had to tell people no as well because they wanted to... Like, take money from another area, another nonprofit, and give it to Must. And that is not what we're about. Right. Um, that nonprofit needed that money. We are about challenging people to create new ways of giving and bringing, mostly bringing outside dollars into our community through so, business plans.
1: So, that's so interesting. So, here's, a, you know, an organization that was willing and ready to give to you. Yeah. But you found out that it would come out of their whatever pot that they give with that was going to someone else. Correct.
0: And we said no. And we wow. walked away. And I did challenge that um, business owner to come up with new ways to give um, through their business model. And that's where the the buck a bottle is a
1: big one for us.
0: That is really like this event.
1: Remind someone of this.
0: Okay, so a buck a bottle is like um, every bottle that a winery sells, a dollar goes back to must. The nice thing is... They can either, um, pivot their bottle price if they want to and if they have the ability to, depending on where they sit in the, um, three tier marketplace. marketplace. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if they do, that's great. Like, why not just do that and not have it hit your bottom line, but have it flow through and give back to community that way. So it's just a different way of doing business. It's who we are. I mean, this community is all about coming together, giving back. I mean, I've never been a part of a community that hasn't been so generous and so willing to help their neighbor, whether it be of their time or if someone needs something, or to help their neighbor financially too. So,
1: what are we working on of late?
0: Of late,
1: well, I mean, we <laughs> well, we just
0: launched the yeah. scholarship project. Yeah. Um, in the spring, we launched a pro- a program with Transitions Mental Health, right? And um, that is was about a half a million dollar project basically revamping their hotline so they had an antiquated system they came to us we were watching um mental health anxiety like trends across the nation especially when it comes to teens so they had this especially
1: when it comes coming out of that pandemic
0: right so they had this um antiquated hotline that you had to call <laughs> Hello? And yes and you know no teenagers <laughs> calling and yet we're seeing a rise in teen suicide we're seeing a rise yeah. in in depression anxiety like all these things how do we meet that teenager where they're at so they have access so that texting line i think is just coming into play so it's kind of cool. this multi-phase that again is a three-year partnership with them
1: so yeah you have time to hang out one more segment of course cool we'll hang out becky gray's here she is from must charities ring up an adam in the morning it is the crush 92.5 adam Montiel. 908. Becky Gray is in studio from us charities. What is up, uh, Becky? Thanks for being up in Adam.
0: Oh, of course. You're up way earlier than I am on this.
1: What time do you normally get up?
0: Um, well, I'm normally like 536. Oh, that's pretty. But well. I'm not in the studio. Well, yeah, that's I'm true. I'm up doing my quiet time and having yeah. coffee. Yeah. What, what is
1: the Becky Gray morning routine? I'm so curious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's up.
0: It's um, usually a cup of coffee, Um, quiet time, journaling, um, reading, and then kind of like setting my day.
1: Yeah. How long will you do all those, like the quiet time stuff for? Like half hour? hour? Half
0: hour. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes journaling, I'll do more. Just depends on what's, what's Uh, in my mind.
1: Is it hard to like set time aside to journal?
0: You have to wake up and make the time. Yeah. So, you know, it, that, that can be hard. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not disciplined and getting a routine and there's some people that I follow on social media that are really into that, like day setting and right. mindset and all that kind of thing. So um, I try to stick to that because I find that my day is more successful.
1: Is it? Yeah. When you're journaling, is it kind of like um, re- reflecting on things that happened maybe the day before, like what I want to get out of today or just kind of like more broad strokes? Like, how do you like to do it? it
0: I actually do a couple different things. So um, I do. Um, I do do journal like prayer and then um just kind of laying it out there like okay this is out of my control but here is everything that's on my heart and that's heavy i love that and then i go into um kind of like someone had taught me this a while ago and it's it's like forward thinking of like where do you want to be in 10 years and then like writing your goals as if you've already accomplished them and then rewriting them every day so like Okay, in 10 years, I am going to blah, blah, blah. But instead, you change it and you say, I did this. And so in your mind, you've already done it. And so then you tend to be more successful with that. And then I'm a big gratitude journalist. So yes. um, I usually like five to 10 things. They can be small things too, but that's just to remind myself like how grateful I am for everything that I've been given. Yeah. And that's really huge too. So it's kind of three components. I like that. Yeah. It works for me. It yeah. doesn't work for everybody. And it, it, gets for you,
1: it gets you on a good, you know, start to your day.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: When do you, um, when do you figure out a time to go on vacation? <laughs>
0: We were just talking about that. I'm going in a couple weeks. It'll really? be great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doing a little road trip. Um, we're going to end up in Red Rocks. Um, for cool. A concert. I've never been there, oh. and I cannot believe I haven't. We're going to see Lauren Daigle in concert there, which is be amazing. Um, so yeah, just some quiet. It's actually, my 50th birthday that week. Wow, so that's so cool. Just get out of cool. town, and yeah, I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, sure. we're going to go to. Um, we're going to go on vacation a little bit in September, too.
0: Awesome. Just kind
1: of celebrate the engagement and everything. I and know.
0: Congratulations. Thank so you. So exciting. I loved seeing that on social media. so cool. That and was, yeah. you really knocked it out of the park. Like, hello. You set the bar real high for how to propose <laughs> to
1: someone. We wanted something private. I wanted something private. I don't want to do anything like Jumbotron type thing. But um, but, but at a place that was special you know, to yeah. us. And Hearst Castle is just so special to us, but...
0: It was cool. And I loved you. You just said it right, too. Like, second best thing to swimming in the Hearst Castle pool, which really shows your love and affection Mm -hmm. for your fiancé, because... Some people would say, what, you swim in the Hearst Castle pool? But, yeah. like, You're, you have your priorities, right? No, yeah. not as good as this. It proposal. was a
1: distant <laughs> second. That was, you know, it was a fun thing to, because what happened was we went to this part of, you've been to Hearst Castle. Yeah. You know, outside of A House. Yep. It's the one that looks out to, like, the ocean. Mm-hmm. And we we did a dinner there a few years back, like, with a, a small group. And we just loved, and I I specifically loved that piece of I the know. property. It's just beautiful. It's amazing. So we were able to get up there privately and just be by ourselves and, you know, just hang out. And, and then it, and, and it happened. I proposed and, and then we got to kind of rejoin this small, small group to go swimming. So it was just really special. It was yeah. so cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we got Becky Gray here, the one and only must charities coming off of a huge, um, event. Their purpose event raised 2.5 mil, uh, for, uh, for their local community, yeah, I mean that's what you're all about. You're about give where you live.
0: Yes, and so um, over a million of that is already earmarked for the Wondervar's Memorial Scholarship, and then obviously we have event costs. This is a very high <laughs> level event yeah. to run, so we got to <laughs> make sure we cover those costs. But then the other, like one point whatever, will go to community projects. We might fund our endowment. The board has some work to do. Now we have some work to do as well to figure out where those funds are going to go. You
1: know, we live in an area that has like probably over a thousand nonprofits. And, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you are no stranger to these type of events, nor am I. We'll host ones here and there and attend them and stuff. Um, But let's kind of get in the mind, talk to someone who's maybe also does this. And when you're event planning and you're trying to raise the best with, your auctions and your things are there some things that you you are i mean i know you guys are very specific and very analytical in all the different aspects and facets of it are there certain things that maybe folks forget when they're they're kind of planning these events or they they kind of get distracted and go down one path and like no you need to if you think more this way, then you can do the best for your organization.
0: I think it depends on the event and yeah. who's throwing it, too. I mean, I can't get in the mindset or the minds of all these other people doing events sure. and tell them what they're doing right or wrong. And and it's not just me. I mean, it's it's taken years of experience of throwing events and then years of experience with all the event managers who helped throw this event. I mean, they set me up for success, which is huge. But I think the biggest thing is... um if you can strategize ahead of time, know your audience, know what they'll like, communication's key. I mean, that's key across any front, whether you're doing an event or not. Communication and transparency is um that's the, that is the key to success uh-huh. you know whether you're talking with your donors your future donors just communicate really clearly i think my husband always says clear is kind
1: yeah <laughs> and true. it's
0: true it's like the more we can just be clear the the more kind that is for somebody else
1: how does an organization attack the idea of okay we have this event we want to raise money at it mm-hmm. and all there's different facets we might have the silent auction we have the live auction we have these different ways to make money but how much are we going to talk about what we're going to spend on the event, like this aspect we were just talking about? Knowing we need to at least cover that and then some, right? But yeah. you want to have a you want to have a bomb event, you know what I mean? You want it to be the, the best, so
0: that's usually the hardest piece. Yeah. Um, And and I remember working events in the wine industry for years and having this little tiny shoestring budget and having to make it work. But it's all about how do you get creative with that shoestring budget? So just because you have a small budget doesn't mean you can't kill it and put on an amazing event. You just have to get really creative and strategize, like, how far can this go? Leveraging relationships is huge. So I'm not saying ask everybody for everything for free. I mean, we don't do that either. But really partnering and creating um, lasting partnerships with people who also have buy-in to what you're raising money for to your cause, um, that's really important as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many, like, different that's really hard oh, sure, to, yeah. like... Um, narrow the scope and communicate how someone can be successful. And I think it's important too, because I was, I was just telling you, you know, we had a neighbor say, Oh my gosh, you, you have all this money that you just raised and you're competing with all these other events. And the nice thing about this event is we're not competing with the local events because our strategy is different. So we're really bringing people from outside the area that normally wouldn't come. They wouldn't pay for an event ticket to just be in town and attend. Um, This is, a very different strategy, but I have done those community events, which are key and they're so powerful um, because a lot of times, and I think it's important too that, you know, you do those community events and it's not just about the event. It's how do you then leverage that relationship that you've just built? So you've captivated someone at your event, but then how do you further leverage that relationship and what I call friend raising, not fundraising? And really, like, sustain that so that you can build that relationship into something bigger, maybe the next year's event. So it's all about cultivating relationship and communication.
1: I'm Becky Gray. This is my master class. (laughs) should do one of these, girl. It's
0: it's just years of experience and (laughs) lots of failing forward. I do not have it all figured out. There were things we did this year that we failed forward on it. I call it failing forward because that's how we learn and grow. And, you know, I've been in this industry now for, gosh, I think almost 30 years or 20, Yeah, almost 30 years. And so um, it has been a ton of mistakes along the way. But not let that stop me Like, yeah. okay what do i need to learn from this what was the thing that i needed to improve on and then keep going and try for more and try for better
1: yeah it's interesting that we live we don't live in a major metropolitan market or a big media market like say los angeles san francisco right. but the the level of of giving is um of capabilities is is remarkable here
0: it's pretty high yeah, yeah. And I think like you and I were talking earlier, um, you know, this purpose event was amazing and we will ride this as long as we can and we'll, we'll do what we can because this is a win for our community when it talks about giving dollars. Like this is huge for our community. Um, we are going to be able to do so much good. This isn't the backbone of must, you know, must started as a grassroots effort of truly bringing, changing the way you do business and bringing money in and everybody can be a part of it. So some people will see this 2.5 million, they think, oh, I can't touch that. But our $10 a month donor is just as important to us because they are making a sacrifice because of some project we've done has touched their life and they are part of this huger be bigger, you know, be a part of something bigger than yourself, right. philanthropy model. And it takes a community coming together on all different levels to um, really, um, I guess, embody that community spirit yeah. of giving back. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Anyone can be a philanthropist.
1: I love it. Becky Gray, Must Charities in the house. She's up and at in the morning. Well, thank you so much for spending some of your morning with me. Of
0: course. My pleasure. It's I really, fun. I
1: really like getting into your head from like that nonprofit. Because you do, you have... So much experience of this. And I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, that I work with and that, that listen and that are doing events and yeah. whether, whether they, they want to give back. And that's like, you know, cancer support community or, you know, foundation for the performing arts center or all the different things that we have going on here and that we'll put on the air. But, um, I think to get an inside look at to, a... Uh, some of those things you're saying is uh, it's really important. So thanks for taking time to do that. Of
0: course. And you know me, like, I mean, it took me, what, eight years? We're in year 10. It took me eight years to finally say, yeah, we can do an event. Yeah, I didn't I even want to do an event. I
1: know, that's right. You weren't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't about that. It was like really about how do we change and shift the way we do business to give back to our community. That's really our focus. So we're doing an event now. And thanks to Eric Jensen for being really persistent with us, but also patient with us, but they yeah. wanted to do an event back in the day when we first started in 2012 and Pasta wasn't ready. We weren't ready as an organization. We were just launching, but yeah, man, we have a lot of work to do in this community still, and we're not going anywhere. We're here for
1: it. It's interesting when you um, recognize and are self-aware that, hey, let's wait. Let's be patient. Let's not do something hastily or, or too quick. Let's wait till it can be done. right. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm all about that. Get it done right. Don't just throw money at things. It's just a waste. It's a waste of time. I always say when people come to me and say, we want to do an event. I'm like, how about we do something different (laughs) instead? Like, let's just do something. I call it um, giving made easy, like easy, painless. Otherwise, you know, oftentimes people want to do an event because they think it's the thing to do. But then I end up saying you're going to end up at the end just wanting to write a check because (laughs) it costs you more time and money and resources than you ever wanted to spend, and then you'll be like, "Why did I do this event?" But that being said, there is a place for events, and for some people, it's it's really their niche market. For others, it's helping them build their marketing and brand awareness as well. So. Whatever works for people, but I'm always, like, hesitant on the events.
1: So. Sure. mustcharities.org. Yeah. Check out what Mus Charities has got going on, and, of course, you can always get a hold of them, the great team over there. And uh, thanks so much, Thank Becky, for you. being up and at in the morning.
0: Thank you. Up and at in the morning. With Adam on Peel. Eight day mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.